Hello and welcome to Hong Kong Heritage. In this week's programme, I continue chatting with lawyer and author Robert Wang, who wrote his autobiography, Walking the Tycoon's Rope. A refugee from Shanghai, Robert Wang rose from abject poverty to become a successful lawyer. Ahead of the handover, when things were uncertain, he saw Singapore as a bolt hole for both lawyers and later Hong Kong's tycoons. He persuaded a group of tycoons, both from Hong Kong and those originating from Shanghai, to create SunTac City in Singapore. But using his shares, he swapped sides, moving from the Shanghai camp to the Hong Kong tycoons, which caused his fall from grace. First, Robert Wang tells me about his school days. My 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 mother. Uh, she's ninety-two now, still going strong. Thank God. She's very ambitious. She takes after her father, who was uh, known as king of building material in Shanghai. And it was very difficult for someone, someone from my family background, to get into a glorified school like La Salle. What she did was she queued up, you know, outside the principal's room, waited and waited until the principal was so embarrassed. He had no choice but to take me in as a student. That's how I got into LaSalle College. I wasn't the brightest of, of students, but I have to tell you, I grew up in the street in those days. So uh, that's uh, served my uh, later life well, in the sense that it made me extremely street smart. I was involved in boxing in a big way, you know. So even today, every time you come across uh, a task, you look upon it as a Adventure, you know, an adventure that you have to excel, and I prepare myself well, you know. So I box hard, I box well. Uh, I was known for my academic achievements. I'm more, I was more known <laughs> during my LaSalle days. They call me Bobby, Bobby. Talk to anyone. Oh, Bobby was a boxer. I was a boxer. I was a very good boxer. When do, I do you think? Do you think that helped you in your corporate life later? Certainly, yeah. Because I go into battle every time, as if you know. Either you live or I die. Uh, just like, just like uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, he was one of your schoolmates. He was one of my schoolmates. Although he was a few years my senior, I have to say he was. Yeah, he, he was in the A teen. I was then in the C teen. So between us, there was a difference of um, four, four, five years maybe. Yeah. But you remember him at school. I remember him at school. I remember him very well. He was a bit rough, and everyone was scared of him. Do you know, when he had nothing to do, he would come to school with a with a knife, and then he would go um, to the back of the basketball field. LaSalle College was then not located at Boundary Street. You know, it was located at Perth Street. Uh, 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 the, the buildings were like army barracks. You know. Uh, and adjacent to the basketball field, that was where people parked bicycles. He would slash the tires and all this. Everyone was scared of him in a way. You know, he wasn't very popular. As you headed now into your teenage years and then as a student, I mean, what made you, when you were deciding what to study at university, um, and which also took you to Europe, um, were the, the decisions made by your parents, or was it something that you really very much wanted to do? Well, there's no way, no hope that my fair parents, my father, working as a accountant, earning no more than at the time when I left, that was 1984, 64, $900 a month. 
he had to support the hand, uh, whole family, including the grandmother, could send me abroad to study. But yeah. I approached the British Council, you know. I said, I want to go to London to study. And they gave me a list of uh, schools which I discovered later to be so-called sink schools, uh, in that if you fail your old level, you have nowhere else to go. You can't repeat because... In UK, you don't repeat, you know. You get promoted automatically every year. year. Then you go into sync school to visit your O level and A level. I went into one of these sync schools at uh, Elephant and Castle, you know. <laughs> if you know Elephant Castle, you know it's an industrial area. It was extremely bleak. But no matter how bleak uh, it was and still is today, it was a marked improvement from the living conditions. I just had to get out of this eject poverty, you know. Now, in terms of, so you, once you've done your university studies, now the other side of, of, of your book is very much how ahead of the handover, when there was a lot of fear in Hong Kong about how the political, um, it, how the political situation would go in Hong Kong, um, that you ended up um, taking or ensuring that uh, some of Hong Kong's most major tycoons would end up doing business in, in Singapore. Prior to that, you also opened the doors for Hong Kong lawyers in, in Singapore. When I started my legal practice, I wanted a niche. And competition was quite keen, even in those days. So I thought there not many Shanghainese lawyers, not many Nimponese. And Nimponese were doing extremely well. They started the textile industry, which transformed that barren piece of rock into a thriving metropolis, as it was, you know. Uh, and I mix around with uh, older people. They're all my friends. And, and, and they look after me. They really look after me. And I'm saddened one by one they, 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 they pass. And they were really... Uh, so these mentors. were Shanghainese businessmen, you know, generally? Yeah, Shanghainese businessmen. All these mentors saw the raw ambition. I might not be the cleverest, most intelligent, but I had this raw ambition to, to, to succeed at all costs in life. You know, I, I built my practice from scratch uh, until I had about 220 occupying two floors at Landmark. You know, the fourth floor and the 25th floor and then knock on the door in Singapore and start my uh, branch office there. and still is there. You know, it's got 10,000 square feet. And I set up uh, a firm called Pritchard Englefield and Wang in London. And Pritchard Englefield is an oldest firm in UK, you know, having been established back in 17 something, you know, o o o oldest London firm. You know? uh, so there's this burning raw ambition to succeed. I achieved my equilibrium, you know. I, 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 I was happy. The satisfaction is beyond the uh, description. That is why it is in, in my prologue, at the end of the book, I say he came from Ning Port, you know. Uh, he, he, he died in happiness. Uh, being poor uh, uh, has given me the opportunity to traverse the different strata uh, of life. I've seen it all, you know, if you were to reduce it to a scale of 10, maybe I came from a scale of 7 or 8, you know. Uh, I went out all the way to two. <laughs> so you think of the satisfaction along the way, and along the way I acquired uh, culture, uh, I acquired art. This eagerness to succeed, to strive for betterment, I think that could only come about because of my underprivileged background. You have known and know some of the major 
tycoons in Hong Kong. You knew Sir Run Run Shaw, of course. How old was he when he died? He died when he was 106. I was the only uh, non-family member at the mortuary when he was taken out from his iron cascade, you know. Uh, they removed the dentures, so his chin had sunken, you know. And some of the family members complained that he didn't look good because they didn't have... They don't have uh, beauticians in the mortuary. Uh, I always said to Run Run, I didn't even know this. Uh, I said one day I will go down on my knees to thank you because um, he was the one who provided me with comfort. And I didn't even notice when I went to Singapore, as I described in the book, I had a difficult period of time because I was uh, involved with Merchant Bank here in Hong Kong, United, IBV Limited, with UOB chairman, and UOB wanted to buy the shares and all this. That was the biggest mistake I made with the chairman of UOB. Uh, and then they were taken advantage of, of, uh, by the infighting elements, you know. I, 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 the, the, the Shanghainese formed the core of, um, Suntan City, but, being ambitious as I was, I betrayed them. You know, I cross over to the biggies like Li Ka Xin Cheng, Yu Tong, Li Xiao Gi, and the Shanghainese would call me a traitor because they treated me well. Yeah, but I was just, 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 just extremely uh, uh, ambitious. I want to. When you say when you say betraying, how do you mean? Because if you look at the shareholding structure, the Shanghainese, including my share, will constitute more than fifty-one percent. And Li Ka Xin Cheng Yutong Li Xiao Ki, they're 48% plus a crossover Shanghainese and my share, they have 51%. So in the end, uh, Santa City wasn't captured by the, the chairman, Frank Chow. It was captured by Li Ka Xin. You know? And at the funeral in the mortuary, you know, the eldest son of uh, Sir Ram Ram came to me. He said, you're a very lucky man. I said, that has a familiar ring to it. Raman Shaw used to say, I was a very lucky man. And I wrote in the book, I thought I was born a lucky man. He didn't mean this. He said, my father went out of his way to protect you. So I think, I said, I didn't cheat. I cre- I had no scandal, you know, uh, public scandals. Uh, I didn't deceive, you know. Uh, why do I need protection? So there was a lot of uh, rumors circulating in the mill, you know, that was extremely disadvantageous to you. And my father actually came to me and said, protect Robert. And then when I was back in Hong Kong, the old crowd didn't want to have a rub off of my sti- stigma, you know. And Run Run was the only one who invited me to all the film shows, you know. Because if some, a lesser person invited me, someone would told, 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 told him, don't invite. But when Run Run invited me, no one could say, you know. And he, he, he was the one who reinstated me. I fell out of, out of grace and I was able to get reinstated. That's why I say, I told Run Run, I say, one day I will kneel in front of you and thank you for all that you did for me. It goes to show there's no such thing as permanent enemies nor permanent friends. It only, uh, uh the economic interest at any given point of time uh, is the criteria in the business world, you know. And nowadays, the ones who are still around, we become best of friends, you know. 
So in terms of, if we go back a little bit, just uh, um, you were the one who, you had thought about perhaps emigrating to Canada. It seemed a long way away. You'd have had to set up again. And uh, instead, you started then looking at Singapore and you worked extremely hard with the Attorney General in Singapore to try and allow um, Hong Kong lawyers to operate uh, legally in, you know, and, and with licenses in Singapore. You were the first one to pull that off. And then you managed to get a whole bunch of uh, lawyers into Singapore to to operate. Now you describe in your book about that about half of Hong Kong's lawyers actually were very keen mm. to go over to Singapore. Now describe to me who were the um, in terms of uh, Hong Kong's tycoon hierarchy. Who are the Shanghainese? Uh, which which of our tycoons are we looking at when you say the Ningbo? these Ningbo tycoons. Name some of them. Well, if you look at the cover of my book, uh, you will see all the Shanghainese. On the right-hand side, there's Zheng Yutong. He's not a Shanghainese. He's a Cantonese. And then next to him is Li Ka-Shing. He's not a Shanghainese. He's a Teochew, you know. And Feng Chao is a Shanghainese, okay, in the middle. He was the chairman. Next to him is Ron Ron Shaw. Ron Ron Shaw is a Ningbo niece. And next to him is Li Xiao Qi. He's not a uh, Shanghainese. He's from Sun Tak, the same part uh, of Canton as Zheng Yutong came from. And to the extreme left, there was uh, this industrialist called W. H. Chow. You know, uh, he is a Shanghainese. Uh, he was a Shanghainese at die. And DSD was the one who's been donating in the news uh, 200 million just last two weeks alone to Hong Kong University and City University. And Anthony Ye, he's a Shanghainese, I'm a Shanghainese, and C.K. Chow is a Shanghainese, brother to W. Chow, the leading industrialist. A snippet from the colourful life of Robert Wang, the author of Walking the Tycoon's Rope, his autobiography. He rose from being a Shanghai refugee to mixing with tycoons. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.